0: I think when we become unbridled, untamed, we realize we're not going to be putting up with things that no longer bring us joy. And we have that confidence and courage within ourselves to take that step, even though it's frightening, even though there's apprehension, maybe. But you learn how to take that that energy of fear into something that's actually going to propel you into what you want to claim in your life.
1: Midlife Ladies. This is the Dear Midlife Podcast. Unapologetic girl talk that will help you remember who you are and figure out who in the hell you want to become. I'm Shelby Bybee, karaoke party queen, single mom, and an extrovert to a fault.
2: And I'm Trinity Greenfield, a wild haired woman full of sass, sparkle, and a heavy dose of black girl magic.
1: So grab a glass and let's dive into the messy middle. Deanne Rose is a women's sexuality coach, massage therapist, and birth doula. She guides women into remembering and reclaiming their power and magic through connecting with their sexuality and pleasure, and helps them to release the guilt, shame, and old programming about their bodies and sexuality that they've heard for years. After her divorce, she was in search of herself. Like so many of us women, I know you are out there in our audience, she herself felt lost. She had given over herself to her marriage and motherhood, but didn't realize there was not any other way. She felt like these sacrifices that she was making were a sign of her love and commitment to her family, but didn't actually realize that she was in a codependent relationship and was desperate for self-love and self-worth. She reclaimed her sexual essence as a woman during a year-long training in Layla Martin's Sex, Love, and Relationship Coaching, which is now known as Vita Coaching. The first six months of this program are a deep dive into your shadows and segmented and unintegrated parts of yourself. And through this process, along with the introduction of plant medicine, Deanne was able to heal the many layers of herself and was guided into the truth and acceptance of who she really is. And now by removing her masks, she is able to hold the same sacred and safe space for her clients. She understands the benefits of developing radical acceptance of self and strives to be that beacon of light for her clients and the people around her. She believes in a world where women are connected to the natural rhythms and cycles of their bodies and to the earth. And in this space is where women will remember their power and reclaim the highest version of who they vision themselves to be. I know so many of you out there in this audience are connecting to this message. You feel lost in midlife and are striving to release your old patterns and let go of past traumas and find a new path forward. And if you're feeling in this place and you're really connecting to our messages, leave us a review and let us know how you're feeling. And without further ado, let's welcome to our show, our guest, Deanne Rose. We are so thrilled today to welcome Deanne Rose to our podcast. She is a women's sexuality coach and birth doula. And she has been on her own journey to reclaim her life, reconnect to her body and rise to be her best version of herself. And she is here today to discuss with us how she's done that for herself and how she now helps other women
0: reclaim their lives. So welcome to the podcast today, Deanne. Welcome. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Shelby and Trinity. It's a pleasure and an honor to be here. Thank you for the invitation.
2: Oh, yes. Oh, we We're are so excited. So excited. <laughs> Sexuality is one of our favorite topics for those who mm-hmm. know us well. So we yes. can't wait to dig in and do a little, see if we can make something rise ourselves. Okay. <laughs>
0: That's good. Yes. <laughs>
1: So let's just jump right in, Deanne. And I would love to hear a little bit about your journey and how you've come to this place as
0: a women's sexuality coach. Sure. Um, Well, for me, um, it all started back in 2015 when, uh, after 22 years of marriage, my husband at the time decided he was done. So Mm -hmm. I was going through a divorce and I had, um, I have two daughters and I think they were about 15 and 13 at the time so I was basically a stay-at-home mom I was doing some Mm. massage here and there um, because I'm also a massage therapist but uh, nothing that I was like sustainable for me so I was like okay just this huge life awakening like what am I going to do (laughs) and so I knew this was my healing journey and I had to look at myself, right? And so I'm I'm, I'm going through a divorce. So someone's chosen not to be with me anymore. Mm -hmm. And what do I need to look at within myself? And what I found was that I didn't know myself. I had lost myself. I had lost myself in motherhood. I had lost myself being a wife. I had lost myself in trying to do everything that the outside world was telling me that I should be doing and not really honoring what was really coming up for me. Because I was also going through depression and anxiety at the same time. So just looking like, where is this? Because there's always a deep root for all this, right? And so, so I'm a very empathic, intuitive person. So I'm all about, like, you know, looking for signs, following breadcrumbs. Mm -hmm. And that's really what happened for me. I, you know, I started just getting introduced to just, you know, more different people that were kind of more on a higher conscious path. And I was introduced to plant medicine. And through that, I met a woman who was this epitome to me of this divine feminine like she was in Mm. her power she was beautiful she held herself so in such she was beautiful and strong like I Mm. I, like how can that be how can women be beautiful and strong and she had boundaries I'm like what are those you know (laughs) and she was friends with this um, this woman became a teacher of mine um, and I took a year long her sex love and relationship coaching and the first part of that coaching was six months of just inner work. And as I was d- diving into that inner work, my first thought was like, I wish I had known this like 20 years before. And I knew that this was something, this is my healing. And it was something I was also going to be paying forward to other women because like every woman needs To be exposed to this she might not know it but Mm. I'm gonna let them know that they need us right you know so that that has been and it's just been a real inner journey of me really connecting back to my femininity to my sexuality to knowing my body again to exploring my body and just the path of releasing shame and guilt about old belief systems and the forgiveness of okay I did my best in the past because that's all I knew and how can I do better going forward
2: So it sounds like your path really unfolded before you as you started to decide, hey, I need to do some healing. I need to do some work and kind of step by step. The path began Mm -hmm. to unfold and and create a way for you. And I think that's just always Mm -hmm. so amazing how when you're open And a lot of time, our openness comes as a result of some major shit show that just storms in and (laughs) says, I'm here, bitch. (laughs) So so (laughs) as you started to I I can only imagine you didn't go into this thinking, well, I'm going to be a sexuality coach. Right. (laughs) It, It was something that the path led you to. So dive into that a little bit more. How did the path take you there and what did that piece of the journey look like?
0: Well, just going back to, to that, to that first half of my coaching program. So the practices that we were brought through were um, bringing in a lot of breath work, bringing in a lot of somatic work, like through those practices, I was given permission to rage, to roar, Mm. (laughs) to scream when I needed to, you know, to, to find my voice because, and then I learned this afterward, but when we're embryos, little, little, little embryos in, mm-hmm. in our moms, you know, female, the, the throat and the cervix, the vagina are, are connected, they're one, and then they start mm. to separate. And if you actually look at the throat and, and then the vagina, like it's the same shape. So, and that is the whole part of my work is, is like, when a woman can open her throat, she opens up her vagina. When she opens up her vagina, she opens up her throat. Like you need to be connected to both of these aspects as a woman to be, I feel, on your path to self-actualization because they are connected. So learning how to use your voice, not from a place of anger and wounding and hurt, but from a place of love and compassion. Because again... And in, in part of my work is bringing in the polarities within the Taoist, the the Tantra studies of the heart and the breasts is how, are how women penetrate the world, and yes. and we receive through the vagina and we give through our heart. So a woman really is really important for us to be connected to our throat, our hearts, and our womb space. So now, so we can navigate this world in 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 sovereignty, in in self actualization.
1: That is. So powerful. Thank you so much for articulating that so beautifully. And I think, you know, I'm on my own healing journey. And I think, you know, what you've said really resonated in terms of feeling lost when you stepped out of this 22 year marriage and not really knowing who you are and really finding a way to reconnect with your body. And I've discovered in my own research that these traumas that we emerge from, really stay inside of our bodies. If we are not able to become aware of our feelings and emotions, how they're impacting our body. Our And Trinity has said this so beautifully before that our bodies are our emotional compass. They tell us what's going on, what we need in terms of really reconnecting and loving ourselves. So, Mm. I would love to hear a little bit more about these exercises that helped you open your voice and reconnect with your body. Because I think that's where a lot of women are getting stuck. It's Mm. these emotions that are stuck in their bodies that they don't quite know how to navigate through, how to release, how to roar, how to find their voice. And then we get stuck in these patterns because these emotions haven't completed themselves and moved outside of our body. So what are some of the exercises that you can share with our audience that helped you reconnect with your body?
0: Yes. Um, well, definitely breath work has really helped because that really starts moving energy in your body. And it's, it's a really great place to start with. It's kind of, it's almost like the uh you know, putting that pilot light, it gets things going, mm. um, just that fiery energy, like moving the breath through. Um, and, you know, what I really recommend to women is is finding a safe place to be, you know, like, whether you lock yourself in your bedroom, whether you have a, a she shed or something is f- to go someplace, you know, bring a pillow. Um, One of one of the teachers I follow is um, Mama Gina, and she talks a lot about swamping. And I did actually did this once with my daughters. It was actually when COVID came and everything got shut down, and my daughter had to come back from college, and she was really sad. I'm like, we're gonna put garbage bags on, and then we just like listened to like this rock music, and we just stomped and you know, and just like danced and screamed and punched the air, like moving this energy. And that's what that is. It's just Mm -hmm. it's that emotion is energy in motion. So. You have to move that so it doesn't get stagnant and stuck and cause disease. So anything that kind of lights that up, you know, you know, dancing, the breath work. One of my favorite tools, and this is why I teach um, my clients is, you know, use of the jade yoni egg. I love that practice. That is a very empowering practice for women and also um, helps, you know, release trauma, get you more connected to your body. It's, um, It's a very... It's it's like a physical, emotional, spiritual practice done with ritual and in, intention. So I would just say just for me, yeah, it, it was really just coming back to like my wild woman, mm. you know, crawling, crawling on the floor. I remember one practice we were told to, you know, we did some breath work and then through that breath work connecting to like a, a power animal, spirit animal that came through. And I remember the the jaguar came through. So then she was directed us like, okay, so act like this animal now. So it's like crawling on the bedroom floor and just like, you know, using my claws and like it was just it felt so primal and so good. And I think that's what we need to do as women is we gotta get back to our primal nature. Um, You know, there's, you know, words out there, you know, rewilding, like untamed, you know, my program's called unbridled, you know, it's, it's, it's releasing your shackles. That's what you Mm want to just take the shackles off. You want to take those reins off and coming back to your own natural rhythm. And it is, it's coming back. I'm a, I'm an earth mama. I, I connect to the earth. I love, I love the groundedness that she gives me. And I think women that, you know, that's where you know, we come back through our womb space, through, through the earth. And that, that's our medicine.
2: Absolutely. Um, it's funny. I was just with a client and one of my coworkers had told this group of, of women our uh, this client and they to take off their shoes and walk through the grass, you know, and we're like in downtown San Diego Um, walk through the grass and get connected to the earth. And they looked at him like he was absolutely bananas. And so it became like this running joke throughout our our couple of days together. But it's funny because my mother always taught us about grounding and staying grounded to the earth and ways to do that through forest bathing or, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, the water, the ocean And I think it's so critical and you're right in those moments. That's when I find I can release, I can release the negative feelings, the pressures, the guilt, all of that extra stuff that Mm -hmm. holds us so tightly. Um, But the question I want to ask you is going back to sexuality. I'll probably keep going back there people because I'm fascinated (laughs) with it. Um, It's this idea of the guilt that women especially carry in connection to sexuality, sexual mm-hmm. topics, right? We we don't often allow ourselves to freely release and express and be open and talk about it. I I do believe it is a trick of the devil himself that keeps us. In that space, because when we are operating in our divine femininity, mm-hmm. the power we possess is scary to those mm-hmm. who have a eye. <laughs> so I would love to know how, you know, first, did you have to work through the blockages of guilt or shame to move into this space of being able to freely express and, and learn and breathe and grow within the sexual realm? And if so, how did you get through that? And how do you help your clients to break through so that they can begin to really experience healing and freedom
1: mm-hmm.
2: in the sexual space? Yes.
0: <laughs> so one of my, my very first um, practices that i absolutely loved was i had to make a recording of myself telling my my baby self, my you know my very little little girl, my my adolescent self and my young woman self and telling her about her sexuality. What i wanted to hear when i was growing up from my caretakers that i know now would be very beneficial. So I started to reparent myself about sexuality that way because it's very powerful when you can record yourself telling your younger selves about something and you listen to that over and over again and it was through that it was, it was, it was like a, a door opened for me to get more curious about you know you know, I used to, I used to like having sex, you know, when I was married, it was fine. Um, But it felt kind of like a, I had to in a way, mm-hmm. or it was like a chore or just something I just needed to do. I mean, if it was mm-hmm. fine, if it happened fine, if it didn't, you know, I almost, I got to a point where I'm like, you know, when I got divorced, it was about 47 or 48. And I was like, well, if I never have sex again, it'd be okay. Oh, well, wow, oh yeah. my gosh, like, <laughs> I can't even say those words now without like laughing because I mean, that's just so not true. And 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 for me, I actually got really blessed by meeting my partner who I'm still with now, right after like, I was divorced a year. And when we got together, he he asked me what I liked. And mm. I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Do whatever you want. And, you know, like I'll let you know if I don't like that what you do but I, I don't know what I like and I felt so embarrassed about that yeah and it's so true though and like how have I gone this long in my life not knowing what I really like sexually um so there came the reparenting of you know releasing the guilt and shame about first of all like me not even caring or wanting to discover it more and then just giving myself the freedom and and it took courage to be like okay I am going to do some exploration I'm going to take a mirror I'm going to look down at my yoni have I ever seen it maybe when I was 14 when I had a period and I was trying to use a tampon and I had to like figure like right. where, what hole right. to put Where's it in that right? damn hole. yeah <laughs> you know but have I ever really looked at her no so like mirror work I love you know when I suggest mirror work for women like what? Like, <laughs> have yes. to, and it's just sitting there. Like I had when in this coaching program that I was in, we went on a retreat and it is my dream to do a retreat, something like this in the future. So we, um, we actually, we were, we were naked and mm. we were gotten groups about four women. And one of us would sit naked, you know, kind of have our, you know, legs out a little bit and our Yoni showing and the women around would, just gaze and they would just tell how beautiful or what they saw. I'm like, and so first of wow. all, can you imagine, so you're the person <laughs> with this and you're totally exposed. It's a great experience and practice of being vulnerable and Ooh. open. And then to receive this beautiful words about a part of the body that I don't know about you, but I've been shamed to think it's, It it might smell, you know, it's like kind of dirty, you know. Right, all of those things are flooding through (laughs) my head right now. You know, I'm like, no one wants to look at that. Um, And then, but then turning it around, now I have to look at somebody else's. So it's Mm -hmm. like, you know, it's like, I want to just look at your eyes right now. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Where do I look? (laughs) Even even your breasts would be better than where I have to look now. And but But then just seeing like, Wow, that looks different than mine, but it's actually really beautiful. And and telling this person. And so that for me was just like the window of like, you know, and 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 I had given birth, you know, before and this years, years ago. And yeah. so like I felt very open anyways, but just that experience just it gave me the permission to see the beauty of me and also, you know, the, the woman in front of me. So that's yeah. incredible. So, yeah, but if you can't even go to those streets, but just like, you know, personal mirror work, you know, um, is is very effective as well.
1: I love that. And (laughs) I think as women, we don't, Take enough time. I think we are it's our tendency to degrade other women instead of really recognizing and embracing the beauty that we have within ourselves and even the beauty within other women and and really mm-hmm. I think standing in that power. So I love that story. And I'm curious to know once you were able to reconnect with your body, with yourself, what kind of impact has that had on your life? What have you been able to achieve, accomplish, embrace as a result of this reconnection to self
0: yeah, I think well for me the the pivotal part really was so I had done massage for a long time, so that was kind of what i was was doing, and it wasn't very fulfilling for me. I was working for a certain place, and I knew I had more to offer. there was more in me, and when I started doing this more of this work finding what was true for me my voice you know connecting back to my body it was like I don't really need to put up with something that doesn't bring me joy
2: mm-hmm. <laughs> or pleasure
0: you know it why am I doing that and you know it's when you start diving more into this work, pleasure becomes becomes something that you're you gravitate toward and it it could be sexual pleasure that, but, or pleasure like eating, you know, something like sensuality is pleasure. So bringing our five senses into, into our life, right? So what, what do we see as beautiful? What's that beautiful piece of chocolate or cake that we taste that really has mm-hmm. life, it's life giving, like pleasure is life giving. So when you start to do this work, you know, deeper and deeper, you start to navigate your life and with a lens of what's life giving to me and not life taking. And I really realized that that job was very life taking for me. And what's going to give life giving is to jump full into coaching and building my business, like as an entrepreneur, just jumping. Everyone does it their own way. Probably don't recommend it, but just like literally one day they actually really pissed me off at work and (laughs) talk about like. And I felt, you know, because this is a, a work ongoing, of course, as you start, you know, finding your voice, speaking your truth. It's not just like one and done. And I just, I felt this coming up and I'm like, it's, I'm like, I'm just, I just, have, I'm done. I'm done with the disrespect here. I'm done with y'all. I'm, I'm, I'm leaving. And that was the first time I ever, ever walked out of a job ever wow. in my life. And I was like shaking afterwards. I'm like, I can't believe it. I called up my partner. I'm like, I think i just quit my job he's like you're gonna do great you know i have, I have faith in you and you know you, this is this is the path that you need to go on so um that's that's what i did so when i think when we become unbridled untamed we realize we're not going to be putting up with things that no longer bring us joy and we have that confidence and courage within ourselves to take that step even though it's frightening even though there's apprehension maybe but you learn how to take that that energy of fear into something that's actually going to propel you into what you want to claim in your life.
2: Wow, that's incredible, and and not easy.
0: No, not oh, easy. No. <laughs> no, not at all. Not at, and, right. But you know, to, to just stand into your divine feminine. You ah, yes, know. there and she I is think, again. And I think it's important to to reiterate is. The divine feminine in, isn't just the flow and the nurturing and this, the divine feminine is the balance of both the yin and the yang, the masculine and the feminine in their unwounded states. So I think a lot of women think they're in their divine feminine, but they're also acting out of a masculine wound of certain things. mm mm-hmm. like, the masculine energy is is a, is a container for the feminine energy and it's it's a support system so as when we come into women come into their divine feminine you know i i'm learning this so much you know being you know owning my own business is like i have to step into the the container of you know there's there's certain things i have to get done There's certain, you know, there's a regimen, there's a plan. And, you know, at first when I came into it more floaty and, you know, too much in my feminine. Too woo woo. Yeah. Like, (laughs) oh, it'll get done if it's meant to be, it'll be but that's unhealthy, right? So it's you know, and that's where I think women we need to also do the work is with that that masculine energy. Because sometimes we see that masculine energy on the external and it doesn't look so nice and we don't wanna be that. I don't wanna be that. So I'm going to go totally opposite, but there's a, we need to have that balance. And um, that's when I was talking about, you know, for us to connect to our throat, our hearts and our womb space, that's how we get that balance of that yin and yang energy within ourselves.
2: So how do we pull this divine feminine and the balance of the two into the sexual space? So
0: talk us through that. How do, what does that look like? How does that manifest? It manifests for a woman, and I touched upon it before with my partner, is finding what lights her up sexually, to finding what she likes, mm-hmm. to be able to ask for what she likes from her partner in, in bed, and, and to say what she doesn't like from a place of, of compassion and love. So it's not like, you know during the actual sexual act when your partner's doing something you don't like you're like oh stop doing that i don't like that you know it's like hey you know you know i actually prefer this so okay. it's it again well when we snap when we come from a passive aggressive place that's right. that's the that's a wound that you're you're coming from that you haven't looked mm. at yet and that might happen for a woman who doesn't hasn't discovered what she likes sexually, but she knows what her partner is doing she doesn't like. So she may stop. like, oh, stop that. I don't like that. Well, right. oh, great. But you, your partner is a person and he, he looks, obviously he wants to do something to pleasure you. What can you offer him as an alternative instead of Shutting because then it gets, then it'll get shut down and then I'm probably not going to want to do anything. Right. So, and then we're like, oh, I probably shouldn't have said anything. You know, so it's just like yeah. we, can, we go, to, we can go down this, you know, rabbit hole, this spiral of passive aggressiveness. And I think so many relationships suffer because there's not that communication and people don't feel comfortable communicating about this, but it's, it has to be done if, if you want a relationship again that's life giving to you. And that life taking, you yeah. know. Uh, I so. love
2: that. I mean, that's a great barometer of um, shit you still have to heal, right? So, if you're mm-hmm. feeling that passive aggressive thing come up, or you're feeling that snap come up when you are about to say it or express it, to be able to sit in that for just a moment and say, "This is probably a wound that I have to heal." Um, jot this down for me to deal with after our <laughs> sexual section. <session." laughs> yeah. Right. If I'm feeling like I'm about to be a Karen on you while, while we are having sex, I probably have something I need to heal right here. Right.
1: But, you yes. know, I think that brings us right back to sort of the beginning of the story, which is your body, your emotions are a compass. Mm-hmm. They are telling you that there is something that needs to be resolved or needs to be healed and needs to be moved through your body. And I I love the idea of reconnecting with our voices in a sexual setting, but I couldn't help but think as you were saying all of these things, that this mantra or this mindset applies to all aspects of our life. If I can't use my voice and express myself in the sexual setting, of course, with a, a trusted partner or even with a trusted colleague, and I find myself, you know, snapping or, being less than gracious and courteous in those type of situations then again i need to be in tune with what i'm doing what i'm saying you know what are my mm-hmm. actions and emotions trying to tell me and to really tap into that and try mm-hmm. and 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 invoke some of those healing practices the breathing the reconnection with the body because I think that's really what it all stems from and what it all comes back to is listen to what your body is telling you, because it really is the first step to being your best self and realizing that person is, is the healing of the body and the traumas.
0: Yeah, Yeah, definitely. Totally believe that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it, and it, and it takes, it takes awareness and it takes, it takes time and it takes getting quiet and, and it it also takes the the choice that you you do want to change and and evolve and grow yeah. you know it, it, that's a choice not everyone chooses that um, but we all have that choice
2: and i know there are different paths that folks can take to get there and one of the things that you ended up looking to was plant medicine mm-hmm. and Plant medicine helped you along this journey and sort of unleashing your path. Tell us a little bit
0: about that and, and maybe any experiences that you've had there. Sure, sure. So, um, what I want to preface this because I know it's a big topic and there's lots of information out there is to do your due diligence in finding a place that you feel safe with whoever's facilitating um, and do 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 your research and making sure that you know, if you do want to dive into this, into this, into plant medicine and ceremonies that it's done with a credible people. And also that there are, there's going to be integration times afterwards. So understanding that this getting support and um, also having that awareness that that's also needs to be done. So that being said, I, I had, I have found a, a, a wonderful facilitator um, back in 2017, I had had some friends who actually had some experience with this person. And I mean, I, I ended up doing many, many ceremonies with this person and then with one of his protégés. And then actually now I sit on a, a, a support team every once in a while for ceremonies. But for me, my true plant medicine was was sitting with ayahuasca and I was intuitively called. I, I it was... I, you know, we've all probably had those experiences where something comes up, we get this idea, I don't know where it came from, but it just feels like this is what I need to do. And Mm. opening, again, opening up to it, and then I was led to where I was supposed to go to, to have this experience. And um, I, I was, I was called to that because um, it was just a couple years after my divorce, I, you know, I done, done my work, done some more inner work, you know, started, you know, my I- inner dive, but just, just trying to find myself a little bit more inner work. Um, but I knew there was a block and talk therapy wasn't going to get me there.
2: <laughs> You're like, I cannot <laughs> talk this shit out.
0: No, no. You know, it's, it's way down deep. it's, it's not up here, you know, it's yeah. not in my head again, it's in my body. It's in mm-hmm. my body. And, mm-hmm. you know, so my first experience, the first ceremony I, I went to and as subsequent ones after for for quite a while, I just shook oh, my man. body just shook and I cried and I cried and I cried. And the shaking was was my nervous system releasing trauma. That's what needed to come out of my body. That That's funny. Was- what do
2: they tell you to do, though, when something happens?
0: Oh, go shake it off. Shake it off. Yeah, sh- shake it right. off. I well, always are
2: telling but, you to shake it off and I never do that. What the hell? What am I? I don't know what you want me to do. Shake it off. Now yeah, I know. Thank you very now, much.
0: Now you know, but it, it, was, it was more like just kind of shake it. Like I felt just like, oh, I'll just brush it off. You know, yeah, I didn't actually exactly. think I actually had to shake. I need to shake. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's, that was the, that was the medicines giving me. She was healing my nervous system Wow. and, and, I have a beautiful this is a very profound experience I think we sometimes all have these experiences in our life that we'll never ever ever forget and I was I went to Mexico um, for ceremony um, and one of the we we went up to kind of hike so we stayed at a little plateau we took some medicine and then we hiked up a, a little mountain to this clearing and there were just rocks and trees and they built a fire and it was just so beautiful under there. And I, you know, I went up the mountain one way as one woman and I literally came down the mountain, I felt like Moses came down Mm. the mountain, a totally different person. I had such a healing experience under there, such a deep connection with, with the earth. Like I fell into the earth and I felt all her pain. I felt all her sadness and she she told me that she's like she's like I'm okay you know I'm I'm strong I will survive and so will you you are strong you will survive and like we are we are one and I it was a very and I remember like basically a Kundalini awakening at that point like from my spine just literally the energy coming up through my spine out the crown of my head and it was just like i am i am changed now so my my i felt like my dna like my synapses something happened there that really ignited confidence within me more freedom more sovereignty so yeah i remember i remember climbing up the mountain i was kind of carrying all my bags and water and i felt like heavy and stuff and i literally came down that mountain barefoot like a new person and so i you know for me, the plant medicine has been very healing and it, and it got me, it, it got to deep parts of me that, like I said, talk therapy wasn't going to work, you know, maybe breath work wasn't going to get there. So if, you know, if you're feeling called to, to experience that, again, like I said before, make sure you do your research. But all that stuff, it's, it's natural stuff, it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's part of the earth. It was put here for, I believe, healing for us to remember. You know really yes. remember who we are connecting back to our, our our divinity and our connection to to all there is in a higher dimension than we live right now in this heavier three d world
1: the plant medicine helps you get beyond ego and really identify with the
0: core of who you are yes and and it's amazing, especially now when I sit in, as a support um, person, you know people who come in very much in their ego either mm-hmm have a very hard time and, or they don't feel anything because there's a lot of resistance there. Mm -hmm. So this medicine, she's very powerful. She gives you what you need. Um, Not so much for all you, you know, you could ask for certain things, but you'll always get what you need. um, Not always what you think you need. So, (laughs) Wow. Tell us a little bit about what that experience is like. So, I mean, just
1: even for somebody that's very naive about this, the, experience. So it sounds like you were with a group of people in this mountainous environment, you were on a hike, and it sounds like there are guides that are there. Are they talking you through?
0: So I was part this was I was there for, uh, for five days. So we had had like previous ceremonies. So we had a very safe and I've been with these people before. But normally, you most likely wouldn't be outside in a hike, you'd be in a in a place, you know, uh, okay facility of some sort of room or or what have you. And yeah, one of the things to look for is to make sure that there are enough support people around. You know, I've always chosen smaller groups, you know, 10 people up to 15 or 20 at the most um, participants. And then they usually have about four or five support people. And you're given the, the sacrament, the medicine, And usually just go and you, you go back to your spot and um, music, usually music is played and things like that um, singing. And then the medicine just starts to slowly come in and everybody has their own experience. So Mm -hmm. some people might have visions, you know, some people might not see anything, but they might feel things come up. Some people purge and that could look like anything that, you know, my my crying, that was a purge, you know, people, and or shaking, you know, so it's um, and depending on how you get your messages, like I said, you could see things, you might feel things, you might, you know, get like stuff told to you. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's yeah, everyone has a, a, their own unique experience. You're not talked through anything or, you know, like now you should be, you know, thinking about this or now you should mm-hmm. be you know, feeling this. And, and then, you know, if you need support, then people come over and help, of course.
1: Thank you for walking us through that. I find it so fascinating. I know that could be a a good team building with you and I, Shelby.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We'll go up the
2: mountain. (laughs) <laughs> we'll look we'll look at our yonis and then come back down. Don't make me look new. at your yoni. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I love you.
2: <laughs> I've known you for years. I thought you wanted to compliment other women, Shelby.
1: <laughs> it probably would be a very enlightening experience. <laughs> yeah, you'd be like, sure. that labia, girl. <laughs> get
0: that fixed. <laughs>
1: Oh my goodness. Ian, <laughs> you have just been a joy to have on the podcast today. We have, I just really loved hearing your personal experiences. Thank you for being so vulnerable with mm. us and authentic and sharing these stories because I think they're so powerful. And I'm, really trying to do what you've done is get in tune with my body. I feel like I am starting, again, to do my own, have my own journey. And I think I'm really, really coming into this headspace and place Mm -hmm. where I recognize that my body is trying to tell me something. And so your story has had a profound impact on me personally. So I just Mm -hmm. want to thank you for being here today.
0: Oh, you're welcome. Thank you. Thank you. It's a pleasure.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Well, and if our guests wanted to learn more about, about your experiences or connect with you, how would they find you?
0: Um, well, my website is dnrose.net and I am on Instagram as dnrosecoaching and Facebook as dnrose. So, and I also have a Facebook group called the Unbridled Woman. Um, that's a private group. Um, so women can come in there and I do a little bit more extra things in there. Awesome. So, yeah. thank
2: you. So awesome.
0: Much.
2: I'm looking it up right now.
0: yes we'll we'll make
1: sure all that information is in the show notes um but we just truly appreciate your authenticity and vulnerability with us here today thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today
0: thank you thank you
1: Thank you so much to our guest today, Ann Rose, who is a women's sexuality coach who talked us through the power of reconnecting with our sexual self and reclaiming our identity. Some of the beautiful messages she left us with today are, number one, as women, we need to be connected through our throat and voice, our heart and our womb space in order to reach self-actualization. Two, use breath work to start the energy moving through your body. Three, Move your body to release energy and heal trauma. If possible, get back to your primal self. Four, use all senses to take in the world around you. As you experience things through your senses, ask if these things are life-giving or life-taking. And finally, five, if you choose to explore plant medicine as a way of unlocking trauma, do so in a safe space with trusted guides. Thank you so much, DN, for your wisdom. And for those of you who are consistent listeners, we so appreciate your support. Please leave us a review and let us know what you're thinking.